Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we're revisiting all those amazing reality shows that unfortunately, or in some cases, fortunately, only had one season. I'm your host, Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us today as we delve even deeper into our series on Mexican dynasties. Today we're going to be discussing episode eight, Que Madrazo. Que Madrazo. Yeah. Um, now I don't have any Twitter because we just recorded a week ago, other than I was just telling Meredith, um, I tweeted out, um, our new episode and, um, this gentleman, um, liked the tweet and his name is Enoch Anal Lover. So I thought that was interesting. <laughs> Welcome Enoch Anal Lover. I hope you're listening. Um, happy to have you. And for um, our coronavirus roundup, um, I had a very interesting week. Um, as Meredith knows, we had our book club on Wednesday, and I have not laughed that hard in a very long time, so that was good. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then I had a bit of an incident on, um, was it Thursday or Friday? I can't remember. Oh, wait, today's Saturday. So it was Thursday. Um, I went running. I, my knees have been holding up okay. I ordered some, like, compression sleeves for them that are coming tomorrow so that'll help and um I finally reached my breaking point with the bikers and I had a full-on Michael Douglas and falling down moment where um there were two young gentlemen in their 20s I think they were in their 20s on city bikes um just tromping down the sidewalk straight at me and I went clinically insane and started screaming at them and asked them, like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? And how fucking dare you? And then I threatened to beat them up. <laughs> I told I was like, I'm this close already. I'm like, you're this close to me. Do you want to go? Do you want to fucking go? Do you want to fucking go? And they um, looked at me like I was insane and just sped off. <laughs> um, I did end up running really fast after that. So to combat that so I don't murder anyone, yesterday for my run, I took an edible beforehand. And it was the most enjoyable run I've ever had. If you have never run stoned, I highly recommend it. It is fucking amazing. Used to do it all the time in college. It is amazing. I have a friend who ran a marathon in September and she actually, she admits now that she, her edible dose was too high. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's how she got through training and everything because you just like, you enjoy your surroundings. You feel in tune with your body. Like you just can kind of do it. It was the best. I'm only running stone from now on. Like, it was amazing. In fact, as soon as we finish recording, I'm going to pop an edible and hit the road. Like, it was awesome sauce. Yeah. Yeah. I used to love that in college. I should get that back. And then another fun highlight for me was that I ordered um, delivery from Meredith's husband restaurant, husband's restaurant. Um, it was absolutely amazing. I haven't had the pasta yet because I needed protein yesterday. Um, but I did eat all six of the cookies I purchased and the focaccia bread. And they were absolutely delicious. And if you're in D.C., Please order from Revelers Hour Tail Up Goat for delivery. Amazing. So good. Yum. Um, I've only had the little like to-go cocktails. Mm-hmm. And I noticed my husband brought me one last night. And I was like, wait, is this just like one huge cocktail? <laughs> and he's like, no, that's enough for two. And I was like, then quit filling up my cup. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was slurring after one. It was not, <laughs> it was not cute, but you know. I had quite a week at work, so I felt like I deserved to just slur and be a little dumb. For sure. Yeah. I don't want to say that I don't have highlights this week, but work was a doze this week. Book club was entertaining. And actually my friend last Sunday after we recorded rode her bike over here and we took a long walk together and it was really nice outside. So that was a big highlight. Nice. And other than that, you know, my husband's back at work now, so... I was hoping that I would get to control the remote and watch all the TV and be caught up in all the things. It hasn't happened yet. He actually, he came home every night by six o'clock. No. Oh no. (laughs) And one day he told me he was leaving for work by 11. And then at 1.15, I finally went downstairs and had to say, I love you. Get out. (laughs) Get out. I've had enough of listening to your Zoom calls in addition to my own you have somewhere to go and I don't deuces like please (laughs) but he did and he's still cooking up a storm and it's delicious so that's That's awesome some highlights um so before we dive into this episode which again I will say it had some pretty flat moments and I'm surprised given the K Madrazo of it all but it had some good ones too um but the margarita minute this week is on adan allende oh goody 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 (laughs) 
So Adon was born July 4th, 1981 in Aspen. And he actually studied the jazz drums at the Berkeley School of Music, which is a big deal. It's a big deal music school. And thanks to- Wait, he was born in 81? Yeah. I didn't realize he was that old. Yeah. He's 39? That's what it said. Wow. Because I thought he was in his 20s. So they said... This is a Don you're doing? Yeah. Maybe was it 91? It's got to be 91. It's got to be 91. Maybe. Hold on. I'm pulling it up real quick. Um, yeah, 91. July 4th, 1991. Okay. He's 28 years old. Typo. So there you go. <laughs> I was like, I know he's not that old. Um, well, thanks to his website. You're welcome, everybody. Adanaandamusic.com. Oh, I will be checking it out later. Maybe on my run, I can listen to it. <laughs> yeah. So you get a little overview of his career, and the band that he had with Alon is not mentioned at all. Really? Yeah. Doesn't mention that at all. And, excuse me. So he played Johnny in a Mexican production of Grease that they, that totally tracks. Yeah. So they call it a Broadway level production in Mexico City, of course. And he was in another semi-successful band after his band with Alon that I did not know about. And it was a boy band. Okay. That see so like multiple boys, and that makes more sense. So even better, the band was called Sforza. Sorry if I'm butchering that, but it's S-F-O-R-Z-A, Sforza. Um, And they released a single that did okay. It's called Anatomia, like anatomy. So I started digging around about this band and I was looking at their album cover and there are only five boys in the band on the album cover, but Adon is not one of them. Oh, (laughs) But when you watch the video for this single, there are suddenly six members and Adon was lucky number six that got added after the fact. Weird. Yeah. And I suggest you watch the video because it is quite racy because it's called anatomy because it's like, I don't like philosophy. I don't like math. I like anatomy. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a bunch of young men bringing women into bathrooms at clubs and they get, they go far in Mexican music videos. Like (laughs) you see a girl like hike up her skirt, sit on a sink and the boy reaches for a condom. And my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite, it's quite a lot. Um, So there are some other things in his bio about how, he tried out for like Simon Cowell's show in Mexico City. And there's a couple sentences about how he made it past the first round, but then it doesn't follow up and say like how far he made it. Like that's, <laughs> that's the only accomplishment listed. Um, and it has some information about, you know, his singles with his father and all the songs that he's written. And the one that we've all heard on this show, Never Let Me Go, it was actually released in April of last year. Okay. So I'm guessing that what we heard on Mexican dynasties, they were trying to tease it and then, you know, build up hype for it now that he was on his own, I guess. Um, His Instagram is quite interesting. If you want to know what Adon is up to today, it's a lot like what he was doing on Mexican dynasties (laughs) to keep the Margarita minute tradition alive the tripod is alive and well. They they call themselves that. They are doing Facebook lives um, that they're calling Life with the Allendes. So they're cooking, they're dancing, they're doing all their usual shenanigans. He does address his viewers as Adonadicks. Nice. <laughs> I find that term really creepy. It is just, very creepy. And it doesn't a, really flow. No, no. Adonadicks. it's not good it just makes it sound like a bunch of people who are dicks yeah i know i know um so according to his instagram bio as well he has a podcast with anchor fm and the first episode was released in september i haven't seen um he posted that on facebook back in september but he hasn't posted an episode on facebook since but 
his Instagram bio says it's on Spotify. So, you know, maybe if it's in English and I'm really bored, I'll try and find it. I was going to ask if you knew whether it was in English or Spanish. I don't know. Um, but I'll check Spotify this week. But I thought you would like to hear the episode title of his first podcast. Oh, yes, please. Spirituality, philosophy, and self-motivation. Well, I mean, he is a life coach now. Right. <laughs> learned in the Zoom, so, okay, that tracks. Yeah, and you know what I was thinking about it? Like, he may be delusional, but Adon does, he is self-motivated. He does believe in himself, you know? Oh, like, yes, he does. <laughs> I wonder if I should, like, reach out to him and be like, I have followed your life coaching techniques and have moved back in with my parents, and I've never been happier. <laughs> Oh, God, I can't imagine that. Um, But that's what Adon is up to. It's a lot of the same stuff. Definitely watch that music video and I'll try and listen to the podcast and, you know, we'll see what's up. Okay, I'm down. Yeah, you can also watch a performance of the boy band singing in a mall, um, which is really interesting because it's pretty far behind the American boy band times. Like that was kind of like early 2000s. Maybe even late 90s. Late 90s. It was late 90s. Yeah. Um, And this band was singing in a mall in 2014. Oh, yeah. That is. And that's weird because I feel like recently boy bands have made a little bit of a comeback, but 2014 would have been in that gray area between when they were popular the first time and when they became popular again. Maybe they were trying to ride the coattails of One Direction. Maybe. Yeah. I'm honestly shocked that he wasn't in Menudo. Like, shocked. Because Menudo uses a rotating cast of young men. Like, it changes all the time. I think it's still around and has been around for, like, 40 years. I am shocked that he wasn't a member of Menudo at some point. Yeah, and I was really watching this video to watch Adon, and I actually feel like in a group with other voices, he sounds totally fine. And he does oh. have vocal talent. I, he can sing. The problem is he tries to go all over the board range-wise. If right. he just stuck to mid-range, he'd be fine. Right. He's trying to be like a male Mariah Carey, but he doesn't have it. No. Yeah. Mm. Well, so we can talk a little bit more about that later because they yes. play his song in English. But yeah, it's... Yeah. And Doris has some interesting things to say later also. Yes. Okay. Well, let's dive in. So... This episode, we still didn't get our montage, but we started the day with Oscar and Paulina. And they're having a tea and some sort of snack that Oscar spits out into a napkin. You know what I think it was? Um, It looks similar to when I used to get these because they had them at the little kiosk near where I work. Um, I think they're these like sugary rice cake patty things. Yeah. They look like rice cakes, but they're like, um, they're very sweet. Uh, and I think that's why he took by expecting it was going to be a plain bland rice cake and was like, this is all sugar. And then yeah. spit it out into a napkin. Yeah. And then he said that he wants some nuts, like peanuts. And Paulina tells him that he eats horse food. But he thought she said whore food. Um, which I, it's funny that to me that he thought that was offensive. He's like, oh, I was going to be offended when he thought you said whore food. I'm like, I think that would be on brand for you, whore food. I know. I would have thought he would have appreciated that too. I wonder if he's so, like, food conscious um, because of the industry that he works in. I'm sure. He works, he's, he runs a modeling agency. Yeah. Oh, God. And it's hysterical to me because Paulina is, I mean, because Oscar's just skinny. He's kind of like a scrawny guy. Paulina has a beautiful body and eats whatever the fuck she wants. And, like, I'm on board with it. Like, she looks great. Yeah, she does. Everyone on this show does. Yeah, totally. So they are planning Kay Madrazo's second anniversary party. And we get some history about Kay Madrazo in that it started with the two of them on YouTube doing silly stuff. Um, and that's actually really cute that, that we thought anyway that his children were doing the same thing. <laughs> that would have been a nice, you know, continuation of the family family tradition. Um, so like we got some clips of Oscar putting makeup on Paulina and Paulina paying him back by putting a Nair wax strip on his leg. Um, (laughs) well, the two things I thought were really interesting about this was one, they only started the YouTube in 2016. Yeah. So it got picked up by TV fast. It did. Um, and then two in the background 
of um, the YouTube channel, they have this great like three foot high plastic kind of robotic looking teddy bear that was sex pistol themed. It said like, never mind the bollocks, it's the sex pistols. It must've been like some promotional. Like I was in love with it. I would want it in my house. I feel like you have basically found all of your next decor on this show. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. I need to just like call a decorator and be like, watch Mexican dynasties. Yeah. Call everything together and bring it over to my apartment. Yeah. Like I think for your next birthday, I'm going to just give you like a bag of edibles and that moving sand thing. Uh, please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they start calling everybody to invite them personally to this anniversary party, but they start, you know, agreeing to some ground rules before they start calling people. And it's that Fernando is not allowed to sing, nor is he allowed to arrive on a horse. <laughs> I just, Fernando is not allowed to steal the show. No. And they announce to every single person that they call that the dress code is black and white extravagant. Extravaganza. But, yeah. <laughs> and they say it over and over again and they draw it out with every person they call and the maids are so annoyed and they say in their confessional, we get it. <laughs> I, will, I will admit, it was the first time I found them incredibly annoying. I think it was annoying because we had to watch them make all the phone calls. If we oh, just yeah. got a phone call from them and said that, it wouldn't have been annoying. But watching them do it 20 times, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. I actually agreed with the maid. She was just like standing there trying to clean the kitchen, listening to them say it over and over and over. I also thought it was interesting. Did you pay attention to Oscar's computer and all the stickers on it? I saw one of the kids using it a couple episodes ago. Why? Well, because we got to see it much closer up today. And as someone myself who like dresses way younger than I probably should and like are interested in younger things than I probably should be, I thought it was crazy that his computer had a Supreme sticker. It had a sticker that said, you're going to die. It had a sticker that said, dank. <laughs> Giant letters on the bottom right now. I mean, it looked like a college kid or a high school kid's computer. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. I'm still a purist. I don't put stickers on my computer and I feel like I should just get over it. I never have either, ever. I like, know. I get really weird about it. Me and my too. my computer's not even fancy. It's a stupid Chromebook. Like, it's so dumb. I, I treat them like bumper stickers or something, or like tattoos. Like, I'm scared to put them on. Yeah, I'm the same way. <laughs> I don't get it. So then we go hang out with Doris and Raquel. And Raquel is considering adopting a dog from a man in a park who just has dogs lined up. It's like an outdoor animal rescue, apparently. Well, it was confusing because at first I thought he was a dog walker. And then I was like, oh, no, they're... I mean, I think they could have just taken one and left, gone on yeah. home with it. I know. It was like an open-air market for dogs. Yeah. And Raquel thinks every dog is a Labrador. Yeah, I wrote Raquel does not know what a lab is. No. Does not. No. Despite her claims to the contrary. She's also, she really tried to go for it too and explain herself. And she said that Labradors and Golden Retrievers are the same thing. They just have different hair. And I, no. I think she's confusing Labrador with Retriever. Like there are different types of Retriever maybe, but she's way off. Um, so again, Doris is very invested in investigating her mother's relationship with sammy well before that happened when we were still in the dog part what does raquel force feed poor um gizzy mango of course yeah like how many mangoes do you think she goes through in a day i i'm scared to know like i feel like her fridge is just all mango i need to go over there because i was reading and apparently a mango if you eat it makes you more high if you're stoned oh well, so I told you, and I know this because I've done an obscene amount of like stomach testing. Mango is one of the most gaseous foods. Like it's, she must have yeah. problems. I, whatever. So Doris is investigating about Sammy and kind of where their relationship is going. And Doris says, oh, so that's your type. And she was like, well, no, I'd want someone thinner. And then Doris says like, wow, it's really all about weight. And she's like, no, it's not. Uh, yeah, I wrote in my notes that Raquel finally calls Sammy fat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so then we go to the penthouse with the Allende's and the tripod in particular. And I think I figured something out. Okay. So when they were doing the above ground wide shot going yeah. into the apartment building, there are three towers. Yeah. So I wonder if one of them is the hotel. Yeah. 
I, I think they go through a hotel lobby to get to their penthouse. Well, because remember the bar and all that stuff when that episode? I think that they're of the three towers. Maybe one is residences, one is hotel, one is... So I think that's the issue. I mean, yeah. not the issue, but yeah, I think that's must be what was going on. Yeah, I think so. Um, and Mari points out Adon's pimples. Mm-hmm. And he must wear makeup in his confessional. I mean, most people probably do. Or he must wear it quite a bit because his face was more broken out than we've ever seen. Or I've ever noticed. Yeah, no, no, no. He was going through like a rough edge. I did think it was really cute though when she points it out and he was like, thanks for pointing out the obvious. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I have zits on my forehead. Um, yeah. And I'm sure that he wears makeup. Yeah. Uh, well, it's probably all the dairy, man. I'm telling you. No shit. Like if I <laughs> ate and drank as much dairy as he did, I would literally look like I had been stung by a sea of hornets. Like yeah. I don't even... Yeah. It's a miracle to me that he only had two zits. Yeah. So actually this past week, um, I was making like a, <laughs> a slaw for tacos and I had been cutting purple cabbage, which like can bleed and it bleeds this like weird purple, you know, yeah. water or whatever. And I must've gotten something on my face because my husband walked in and he goes, Jesus, you did a number on your face today. And I was like, what? And he's like, what you? What did you do? And I said, I didn't do anything to my face today. And I had like a giant like purple splotch on my nose. And <laughs> he thought that I had really gone after like a pimple or something. I was like, no, <laughs> no I just have something on my face. Um, so they, we get some back and forth between Adon talking to his parents about his performance and Doris and Raquel talking about his performance. And Doris tells her mother... Mommy, do you know what he said to me? There's no one that sings in perfect pitch when they sing live. <laughs> Which is a theme throughout the episode. Multiple people in the A family say it. Yes. Um, and so Doris told Mari that they can't work together. Um, and this, there's a lot of back and forth about this. And I feel like both Doris and Mari have points in both of these big scenes in the episode. And Mari thinks that Doris pushed herself in and the Allendes are trying to come to the conclusion that it's a Don's decision of, you know, who he wants to work with for what. Which is hysterical to me because by saying that, they know they manipulate him into doing whatever they want. So by saying it's a Don's decision, what they really mean is you're going to get fired and Don is going to come back into my loving arms and we're going to be his management team again. Right. And Doris admits that she's disappointed that, you know, she thought that he might have the guts to step out, but she's realizing that he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. So then we go to, I don't know, lunch maybe with Adan and Alan. And again, we are talking about the emerging artists event and this management conundrum. <laughs> and well, and this time too, they didn't show us where they were. I mean, it was a really cool like outdoor restaurant bar. I know. Um, it kind of reminded me a little bit of El Teco here in DC, but they um, no, I mean, I even rewound. They, they never said the name. Yeah. Uh, and they're talking about the model that everyone painted on. And Don is a mini Fernando, 100%. And we get some shots that I don't know that I noticed last episode where he is painting the model and he talks at length about how he painted it delicately up and down her hand and they quote and her had, spine and they had a moment according to him and then he tells Alan that when he saw the model backstage or whatever as he was prepping to sing she told him you're a being with a lot of light and then Alan in his confessional says such bullshit and I wrote in my notes that Adon is exactly like Fernando. Yes. And how on earth did Alan get so down to earth? Like the tripod's wacky. And Alan yeah. is very centered and grounded and down to earth and just like an average nice guy who really sees things the way they are. And I'm curious to know. I mean, I wonder if it was from those teachers, the teacher and the nanny, because he had more time with them. Because it had to, it wasn't from his parents. That's what I was going to say. And the fact that he left home earlier, probably. Yeah. So, and 
I don't know. He probably, as a father himself too, he has a really different view of parenting and Adon doesn't have that to contrast anything maybe. I don't know. Um, so again, I find the management conversation funny because Adon, he wants to be in control, but then when Alan tells him he needs to sit everybody down and tell them what he wants, he's like, no, 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 I don't want to be in the middle. Yeah. It's like, well, <laughs> you can't be in control and not give orders. That's not how it works. And he talks about how he's going to be a superstar. And Alan says, get the superstar out of your head. Yeah, Alon gives really good advice. That's what I mean. He's like, like he gives great advice. I would listen to him on most things. Yeah. Very grounded. Yeah. And like his brother. I also was very distracted, and I don't know if you noticed this, and I'm not sure if it was because they didn't want to advertise things, but Adon's tea bag didn't have the paper end on it. It was just like a loose string hanging out of the cup with nothing to like ground it, and it was driving me insane. Oh, maybe it fell off. Sometimes that happens to me. Maybe, but it was making me nuts. Yeah. Um, Alan also points out the obvious that Mari is tough to work with and that Adon is living in his own manager's house and further complicating things. And then to end, he says, this is on you to guide the ship. But I have a feeling that that's not going to happen. No, it's not. So then we go to another lunch with Raquel and Sammy. And... El Cardinal. Ooh. Um, and they ordered the restaurant's famous hot chocolate. Oh, I love Mexican hot chocolate so much. Yeah, it's a hot day in D.C., but I was really excited about it. I know. It looks so yummy, right? Yes. Um, and then, meanwhile, at home, Doris is Googling Sammy like crazy because she wants to know <laughs> the deal. Um, and I don't have that much to say about this other than you know, Doris thinks that her mom is into Sammy because she likes the attention and she keeps giggling and flirting. And they are very flirtatious. They are very flirtatious. But I, but Doris says something very telling that I think is true, which is that Raquel will go out with anyone who tells her she is beautiful. Yes. And I mean, I think that's true. I think that Raquel is just very used to and likes male attention. Um, and who doesn't? Um, and so I think... I think the issue here is that Sammy is truly flirting with her and Raquel is being coy. Yeah. She's just basking in it. Yeah. And so I think that's where the discrepancy lies and that will come up more in subsequent episodes. Yeah. Um, but can we talk about when the hot chocolate arrived at the table and the, sure. and the editing that happened? So they start talking about how much Sammy desires Raquel and this hot chocolate pitcher arrives and it has this giant, like, churning device in it, for lack I of a better it was a term. Whisk. Okay, we didn't. We just didn't see the whisk end. We, we didn't see the whisk end, but they said at one point that it was a whisk. Okay, so Raquel starts using the whisk by rubbing it in her hands so that it turns the pitcher, like working <laughs> the handle of the whisk with uh -huh. her hands. And they cut it to make it look like Sammy went from six to midnight. Like yes. he's staring at her. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. That, I should have tried to screen grab that. I was also distracted by this because Sammy had a stray hair growing out the bridge of his nose and it was making me crazy oh no yeah poor guy like it needed to be plucked but it was making me nuts oh i didn't notice that um okay so then we go to jenny and alan's apartment well first just to wrap the doris and sammy thing up yeah i thought it was interesting that when the maid comes over um to doris and says, and Doris says, like, my, my mom's with Sammy. Do you think she's ready to date? And the maid says, yes. I, I think everyone is ready for Raquel to date but Doris. Doris is the one having a real issue with it. Okay. And I think uh, that's in part because she, I mean, it was her father. I know that the, her father passed away recently. I know it has only been a few months since um, Raquel's husband passed away. But he had been sick for many years. And I think that when you are with a partner who has been sick for many years, you're much more prepared for their passing and are more ready to move on with someone new as opposed to someone who dies suddenly, like car accident or something like that. Yeah. I don't think Doris will ever be ready for a date. Although she seemed really happy for her in the Zoom um, with her new boyfriend. So she apparently has gotten over it now. 
Yeah. Yeah. So then we go to Jenny and Alan's apartment and Jenny is sitting in bed with her friend Maria Paz, who they all call Mari Paz. And, and who I looked up because I had a little time and I couldn't find anything about her. Yeah, there's a famous model named Mari Paz, but it's not her. There's also a soccer player that goes by Mari Paz, also not her. Okay. And I looked at Maria Paz. Yeah. And there's a couple hyphenated ones, but none of them are her. Yeah, this isn't her. This woman is, it's Mari Paz. Um, that could maybe be her. I don't know. This woman is a model. Um, I is she from t- Paraguay? Like, that would be the kicker. Oh, yeah. Because I put in Maria Paz Paraguay. And the only thing that came up was the show. <laughs> like a million kits was like Maria Paz Paraguay, Mexican dynasties. But I mean, they said she's a singer. She's a this, she's a that. I couldn't find anything on her. Yeah. Um, hold on. I'm going to look her up on our pod account because maybe Jenny follows her. Oh, good call. Um, but I thought, so there's, I so looked her up. I couldn't find her. Um, and also they were sitting in bed and doing face masks. And I don't think they were doing them correctly. Like, they seem to be too loosely on their face. I've never done one of those black face masks that you stick on your face. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't stuck on very well. Hmm. Like, when I see people on YouTube, they're always, like, really tight to the face. And theirs just seem to be kind of loosely hanging there. Huh. Um, that wasn't her. No? Yeah, Jenny. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who that woman was. I tried to look her up, too. Um, they're doing face masks badly, and Alan is sitting there playing his guitar, watching them. Yes. Until he is booted from the room. Right. Um, and this is where we learn that Adon was married. Yes. And Jenny offers her take on it, and Adon was married, happily, apparently. And then Mari told him he would never get a record contract by himself if he were married. And their marriage only lasted a few months. That, yeah. It sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, it's sad. I feel bad for him. Yeah. I also tried to find out who his ex-wife was, but that's pretty locked down too. You can't. Because when this aired the first time, I went into a real deep dive. You can't even find pictures of her where her face is blurred. Like, you I can't know. find I know. And after trying to find Paulina's ex, I quit pretty quickly. I was like, no, it's a lost cause. And, and the, another thing that I thought was interesting in this episode, when they show the picture of the four of them together, um, Mari, Fernando, Adan, and the wife, um, uh, did you notice Fernando had gray hair? Yeah. Fernando had the gray hair and Mari was unrecognizable yeah. in that picture. Like yeah. I wouldn't have even known it was the same person. Yeah. So I actually saw some pictures uh, where did I see them? I don't, it may have been something Adon shared on his Instagram of an older picture of Mari. And you know who she kind of looked like before she went a little too far with her face was Heidi Montag back in the day. Oh, I could see that. I could like, totally see that. When she was younger, that's kind of what she looked like. It made me happy, the connection. <laughs> um, so then everyone's getting ready for the black and white extravaganza. Oh, speaking of Heidi Montag, real quick, I can't remember if you responded to this. Did you see that thing I sent you on Instagram of the actress who recreated the scene from The Hills? No. Oh, I think I sent it to you. So um, our friend Jess, um, friend of the pod, you know, yeah. she sent it to me on Instagram Messenger. And let me check my Instagram. I thought I'm so active now. I did send it to you. It's because okay. it you've seen it. Um, maybe you didn't click on it. You just saw the link. Um, but it's the girl from, um, who played the daughter on Parenthood and she reenacts scenes and she does the famous Heidi and she plays both Heidi and Lauren and it's really good. And then I went into a deep dive on her Instagram and, um, she also does recreates one of the great, great scenes from Showgirls with Aubrey Plaza. Ooh. And I guess I should tell all of you who this person is so you can look yourself. Um, Sarah... Sarah Haremos, S-A-R-A-H-E-R-A-M-O-S is her name and her Instagram account. She has almost 100,000 followers. Um, she does The Hills, My Best Friend's Wedding, Cinderella Story, Showgirls, uh, Megan. F- I mean, she's just hysterical. Check it out. Okay. But The Hills one is really, really good. 
Oh, quick sidebar about that. That's probably my Corona highlight this week. I finally, just thanks to you, went through Leslie Jordan's Instagrams. They're so delightful. They're so so delightful. I (laughs) laid in bed and just watched a ton of them just giggling. They are, when you're having a bad day, they are a delight. That's definitely my highlight to this week. And I He's the best. Yeah, he's so good. (laughs) Well, shit. I also I also died at the one where he said that maybe he'll do some travel and he'll go from the couch to the settee on his porch and then maybe that he'll come back. <laughs> so everyone watch those. Um, so now we're getting ready for the black and white extravaganza. And oh, first to, just to jump for a second back to Alan um, uh, and Jenny's apartment. I thought it was really cute when Alan um, said, "Like even if he's gay, then we'll switch tracks and we'll find him a boyfriend." We just need to find a, yeah. a Don. Oh, so yeah. I thought that was really cute. Yeah. I find everyone's outfits for this quote-unquote extravaganza pretty normal. Like, they're... Well, I think it's really hard to go super over the top with black and white. That's why I'm kind of surprised they picked it. Um, I love that we now know where Oscar shops at B Store. Oh. It was just sort of the giant B on the front. So I'm assuming that's what it's called. But I feel like black and white, it's hard to be, I mean, unless you go sequence and sparkly like Oscar did with the Jaguar in the back of his jacket, it's really hard to go over the top with just black and white. Yeah. And I think it's also hard to compete with Oscar and Paulina who've been planning these outfits for months because yeah. they're the only ones who are going to pull off something. I thought Mari knocked it out of the park. Yeah, she did a good job. She wore a zebra print dress. Sequin zebra print dress that she got yeah. in Monaco. Yeah, so we hear. Um, and Adan asks Chio for the shirt he <laughs> wore to the last party because he's decided it's his lucky shirt. Yes, because a lot of girls talked to him when he wore it. Which makes Chio and Jesus bust a gut. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> words from them, just hysterical laughter for like 20 seconds. It was great. Yeah, there are no girls coming home to the penthouse with Adan. No. So they also, the Allende's agree that they will not talk to Doris about Adon or anything work-related. Which is good. I mean, they made a pact and said, like, we don't want to spoil this event. It's not the time nor place. We'll leave it for another day and we're not going to talk about it, which was the right decision. Yeah. Um, So then people start to arrive to this party, which looks like it's in a really cool location, but they got really bad weather, which is unfortunate. Um, well, but it was nice though because it seemed, I mean, the balcony was was definitely covered so they could yeah. still go outside and it was next to that gorgeous museum. I know. It just would have been nice with nicer weather. But Oh, for sure. Um, what's interesting, so Oscar and Paulina, they're so sweet and they toast each other and how they're each other's inspirations and Paulina says that Kate Madrasa will live in her heart forever and like, they're just so damn cute. Um I thought it was weird that I know they arrived early, but the party in general looked kind of sleepy to me. Like there were other customers there and like, it wasn't this big thing that like their network put on for them or anything. It just looked like they, Oh, I didn't think there were other customers there. I thought there was all the people that were there for the party. There were people seated when they got there. I'm pretty sure. Oh, maybe I was under the impression it was just for their party. It didn't look it. And I was surprised that, and I wrote it down. So I don't know, but I was just kind of surprised also because it's an Oscar and Paulina party that I just expected it to be a little like. For sure. For Oscar and Paulina, it was pretty chill. Yeah. Um, And Mari gives them both a gift, which is like a little magic wand. So it's like a crystal, but it has like gold stuff on it. Is it a piece of jewelry or just some like a keepsake? I was confused as to whether it was a brooch or a pendant that could be, well, no, it couldn't be a pendant because she would have given it to them with a necklace. I, maybe just something that you hold on to. It had crystals in it. Yeah. Um, so maybe just something you keep with you, like a keepsake. Yeah. Um, and then Jenny and Alan arrive and they introduce Mari Paz to Adon. And another incredible piece of editing... <laughs> They show Adon's face in slow motion watching this woman and they play a slow-mo version of his song. (laughs) Which I have two things to say about this. One, Jenny looks fucking amazing. Yes. Like fucking, I mean, just gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Yeah. And two, I kind of liked the song in English. 
I know. I didn't hate it. Like yeah. he ruined it at the end because he went back to the ah, like ugh. But like the actual <laughs> stuff, like the lyrics weren't bad. I mean, it, I, I didn't hate it. No. And there are some actual there are actually pictures of Adon on his website where he has shorter hair and not this sort of like bouffant style do he's got going on. He's so much more handsome with shorter hair. Oh, I think Adon is really hot. I mean, he's a goofball and weird and whatever, but I think he's a very attractive guy. I so just I needed to red s- hair. I needed to see him look a little more masculine than he does. So there was a picture of him in his website where he's wearing like jeans that aren't skin tight and like boots and a jacket and his hair is shorter. And I was like, is that a Don? <laughs> and well, then even I, in and the throwback got- picture from his wedding or from with the wife, he was gorgeous. Like, I mean, he's a good looking dude. Yeah, he was a little beefier when he was in the boy band too. Was he? Yeah. I'll, uh, we'll chat about that offline. Um, so then he and Mari just immediately start flirting and they talk about how long he's lived in Mexico City and they go sit down together. And I thought it was interesting that we got a little bit of timeline with this because he said he was um, in Mexico for three years, then in LA for three years, and then just got back to Mexico recently. Yeah. For the show, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, and Oscar, Paulina, Jenny, and Alon all call Tarek just to, you know, scream in the phone while he's sleeping. FaceTime. And then they, then Oscar hangs up on Tarek. Like, I that's, know. I'm so glad they said that because I noticed it when he was just like, Poof, like Tarek was talking. And they're like, you hung up on him. Yeah. They also made him do like heart hands and stuff though. Yeah. They are. Ridiculous. Yeah. It's a, they, they were a bit much this few times this episode so then (laughs) paulina tells jenny about the magic wand gift from mari this is the one thing where i'm gonna call bullshit on the producers most of this seems very unmanufactured i will say that a lot of the show seems very authentic i refuse to believe for one second that they were standing out there and jenny noticed oh yeah that i mean there's no way she's like what's that bump in your chat i'm like the top of the Dress was ruffly. There is no way she noticed a bump. Like, that was 100% the producers. And oh, if yeah. she had noticed a bump, she would have thought it was a mic. Yeah. So all mic'd up for the show. Like, I, that's the one time, I think, in this whole series that I have to call bullshit. Yeah, I thought you meant <laughs> Mari being a witch was bullshit. And I was like, really? I don't think so. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Well, we can talk about this. And I have a lot to say because... Do it. I was in my mid-20s, so this was 20 years ago... Um, one of my very best friends, and he was also my drug dealer, um, became a Santeria priest. So I know everything you could want to know about Santeria. He, and Oshun, and the whole thing, and he had to wear white for a year, and he did a ceremony where he was bathed in chicken blood. They did it at the Botanica and Adams Morgan, and the bat, like the whole thing. And my friends to this day, my old friends, anytime we get together, they still bring up the time that we were at this bar called The Fireplace in DC and we were fighting about, I was fighting with him about something and he, I can't even remember what, and he got mad at me and he was like, you better watch out. And I said to him, what are you gonna do? Turn me into a chicken salad sandwich? (laughs) Be gone! And ran off. (laughs) (laughs) Where is he now? He's in South Carolina. I mean, we're still Facebook friends. I mean, I still keep up with him. I mean, I've known him since I was 20, so, you know, almost 30 years. But, um, I mean, he's, he's a nice, he's a great guy, but he's still, all his posts on Facebook, he's still really into Santeria, like, it's his thing okay. he's talking about. So, I, so I'm, all of the stuff that Jenny said um, <laughs> is correct. Yeah. So, Jenny, Jenny talks about how Mari basically threatened her. <laughs> slyly um by talking about voodoo and like blowing dust on her foo-foo jenny calls it um and how they point out all the weird books in the penthouse and like the relics and weird gifts that mari gives people all the time and so jenny says well it's witchcraft (laughs) and alan's like no it's brujeria and she's like yeah that's the same thing (laughs) And she's not wrong. All those little bracelets and trinkets, she's not. I mean, my friend used to do stuff like that. She's not wrong. No, she's, she's, dull, Mari's doling it out. Yeah. I thought it was funny. And it def, she does look like a blonde witch. Yeah. 100%. She really, she really does. 
So then this is where Jenny and Alan turn into Oscar and Paulina when it comes to other people's romantic attachments. And Alan is actually like very touchy feely with this girl, Mari and is finding, sorry, Adon and is finding every excuse to like touch her arm or try and touch her back. And I wonder if she's just from central casting. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, it seemed like she and Jenny had a genuine friendship. Yeah. And we do see more of her. Um, I think they truly okay. are friends. Okay. Um, I, and also, I think if she was from Central Casting, so the whole scene, I spent the entire time watching Jenny and Alana in the background. Me too. And I think their reactions were very genuine. And okay. so I think if it had been someone from Central Casting, they wouldn't have been like giggling and been like, oh my God, ah, ah. I mean, it was really cute and fun to watch. That's true. All right. Fair enough. Because they are very excited at the fact that like Mari hasn't kicked Adon to the curb yet and seems to be enjoying the conversation and they go over and let them know as much. And they point out that they should have a duo. Like they should be a duet. Yes. Since Mari can sing. Also, how perfect is it that her name is Mari? Just like... Tracks, yeah. Mm-hmm. It does. I also love too that Adon says to Jenny and Alon, you guys are like a married couple. And Alon's yeah. like, we are a married couple. I'm not. <laughs> um, and his mother, Mari, is already pissed and not feeling it and says that Adon's only girlfriend should be his guitar. Yeah. That explains the ex-wife. Yep. Mm-hmm. There it is. And again, Oscar and Paulina give a speech thanking everyone for coming and their support with their show and everything. And then Doris and Raquel arrive and we almost immediately get the Doris and Mari showdown. Yeah, and I think that's because they arrived so late. They arrived at the end because they were at Yom Kippur dinner um, and weren't even sure if they were going to make it. So I think that's why this had to happen like immediately. Yeah. So... They, like I mentioned earlier, I think they both have really valid points in this conversation. Like, I don't think it's great that Doris brought it up at someone else's event. But well, when it- And I actually said that this time I am team um, Mari, only because I thought that Mari handled it really well and said, like, this is not the time or place. Yeah. I don't want to discuss this now. Let's talk about it tomorrow. And Doris was like a dog with a bone and wouldn't let it go. Yeah. She was. It was not the time or the place to talk about Adon's career. No. That said, I agree with her assessment of his career, but she did kind of go for the jugular with Mari. <laughs> so she says, like, as a mother, you're clearly not being objective. Yeah. Like, he's off pitch and blah, blah, blah. And where that's true, that's a really difficult way to paint it. You know... Well- the other thing that I thought was a real, like, knife to the gut was when she said, I don't even, she said, I see him having a career in entertainment, but I don't even know if it's singing. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, Doris definitely went after it. And I don't blame Mari for being pissed in this particular instance. Of course not. I mean, any mother would be. Right. But Doris is not incorrect that Adon needs vocal coaching and all these sorts Correct. of things. But it it gets ugly. And Doris is also not wrong that, you know, his parents' adoration of him is actually doing his career a disservice. But she just has a very ugly way of saying it. And I think because she knows their dynamic, the tripod, that is, she should have approached it more as like a, I want Adon to succeed too. I think he needs these things. And gone with a more delicate... <laughs> approach and instead she really kind of pointed the finger at Mari well and I thought it was interesting when she said the thing about you know being off pitch that obviously we know where Don's getting it because Mari jumps right in and says everyone who sings live could be off pitch Bowie Jagger Elton John I mean she just she loves to throw around big celebrities names and compare them to a Don um I think that can be true once in a blue moon but it's not true consistently I've seen plenty of people in concert who were perfectly on pitch and did just fine. Yeah. I also thought it was a little interesting that she says that Adon has been taking lessons since he was two and a half. I thought that I was like, really? He was belting it out at two and a half. Now, do we think those lessons were for Fernando or do we think he actually had like lessons? I don't know, but my nephew is two and three months and 
he's not even singing up a storm or taking lessons of any kind. So I would just give it three more months. Right. Okay. <laughs> He'll be at Lincoln Theater before you know it. Right. I should start trying to turn him into a superstar now. Yeah. Um, so they end the conversation by saying that Mari says, well, he needs a real music manager, not a PR person. And Dora says, that's perfect. And they manage to toast each other. And then Mari is a sea and a storm and she has to leave the party right away. I just wrote in all caps, Mari is leaving. Yes. Which is very interesting because she makes Adon and Fernando leave with her. And Adon is very upset because he wants to keep flirting with this young woman and gets her phone number really quickly. But why can't he take a taxi home to the penthouse later? Yeah, that made no sense to me. Like, why? I mean, it does because Mari is controlling and they're the tripod and they came right. together and they leave together. But, right. you know, you're almost 30 years old. You could just be like, hey, mom and dad, go ahead and have a nice evening. I'm going to see her and hang out with my brother and his wife and Mari Paz. Like, it's... Yeah. You did not think, have to leave. No, I think the correct response was, mom, I'll walk you to your car, but I'll see you at home later. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But that's where the episode ends. And it looks like the next episode, we're going to... Get some more treats on this. We get some really good stuff. Um, Next episode, we get a Don versus his parents, which is a first. Um, We get the bombshell that cousin Patty used to date Sammy before Raquel. And we get some um, more of a Don and Mari Paz. And that's it. All right. Um, Well, I hope all of you have an amazing week and um, keep your head up. The weather's a little bit nicer now. I hope the weather's nice where you are. Um, Keep staying home and staying safe and we'll see you in a week. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at OneHitPod. You can email us at franklymarebe at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sMareB. Please remember to rate and subscribe and have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon.